Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, it is episode 95 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. I don't know anybody by the number of 95, but what I do know is... Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Let's go ahead, and ho- go ahead and hit somebody over the head with a helmet and get throttled by the Steelers. Anyway, um, I couldn't think of that. I don't know a lot of number 95s, but what I do know from my one year of journalism school at the University of Missouri that I learned is you don't bury the lead. And the lead on this week's episode is the boys are absolutely humming, humming, fire, and fuego, whatever you want to call it. Game on this year. Travis, take it away with an update on that one. Yeah, I am up 15.24 units through the six weeks of football that we've done. Jared is up 17.57 for a grand total of 32.81 units. And that is just in six weeks. So, I mean – if you aren't riding us, then I don't know what you're doing. If you're gambling on sports, uh, we've had one losing week, <clears throat> and that was in week three. Since then, we have – not even since then, but other than that, we've killed it. Like, it's not like we're, we've had uh, weeks that are just outliers. They've all been solid weeks outside of the one we lost. We can't stay hot forever, so it's only a matter of time before we have another losing week. Not to foreshadow anything, but hopefully it's not this week. Yeah, Travis doesn't feel super confident about this weekend's card. Um, I'm not. I'm indifferent. I don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, but usually those are the ones that I end up losing the most money on. So we shall see. But anyway, I definitely wanted to kick off this episode with that and just preface on the intro by saying, if you want to get involved in sports gambling, don't know how, let us know. We can help you out. Even if it's just a small amount to gamble, it still makes – watching the games that you don't care about even more fun. Cause honestly, like I would not have watched either of those Monday night games last night, or maybe I would have watched the chiefs one for a little bit, but it was super boring, but I definitely would have turned off the Cardinals one pretty quickly. If I was, if I didn't have money on it. Yeah. I mean, those, I only, I know I only said two units. I threw down way more than two units on both those games. Uh, and it was fun. They both hit. We ended the week strong. I only, I went seven and three. Uh, I've went seven and three the last two weeks, actually. So I am I am up a good amount, actually fourteen point six units just in the last two weeks myself. So I'm okay. on fire. Jared's been steady, consistent. Uh, his NFL picks, he's up nineteen point nine units just on NFL. Uh, his college football, he's down a little bit, so not terrible. I'm consistent on both. Jared's just strict NFL picks. So try not to fade those um, at yeah, all, but I mean, that's, yeah, I use the, I, I figured, and I knew NFL was better on mine. I use the action now track all my shit. And like, I started doing, using it like, I think it was like November of last year and like all time on NFL. Like, I think I am like, I'm like 53%. So, which is a pretty like 
most professional handicappers like 55 to 60. So I'm like 53% in NFL and like up like, you know, over $300 just in the NFL dating back to last year, which I mean, so considering I just bet small amounts of some games is a lot. So definitely write us, tail us, whatever you want to do, because I mean, seriously, like I need to start putting more on, on our picks. We need to start trusting ourselves more because I think I could be up a lot more and not dabbling in stupid other shit. That is the way to go. Usually you don't want to put out too much stuff because uh, you don't win that way. But this past week of football wasn't great. And that brings us to what makes those not great sometimes is the coaching and the Bill O'Brien award. We get to hand out week six. Uh, so far we've had Vic Fangio, Dan Quinn times two, Bill O'Brien and Mike Zimmer this week. I am nominating for the Bill O'Brien of the Week Award, Ron Rivera. I don't know if you have anyone nominated. Uh, I mean, I, I had a few in mind. I want to hear your thoughts on why Ron Rivera gets it. Okay. I didn't really pay super close attention to that game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't have it on. I'm not saying that he the whole game. I'm You're talking about going for two at the end? I love the idea of going for two to win it there because, I mean, your team's one and four. Really, what you had to lose. But come on, you cost your team the game because of going for two. This is the reason why. The Giants' offense had scored one touchdown all game, and that was only because they got good field position off of a pick, and that's it. Their offense didn't have much going for them. Washington's offense was outperforming the Giants by a long shot. So you kick the extra point there, take it to overtime, and you're more than likely going to win unless you, your team totally caves in and you let up a touchdown. I don't think that happens. Worst case scenario, you let up a field goal, but you just got to trust your defense and win that game. They literally lost because of that decision. I don't hate the, your nomination, but they literally call him Riverboat Ron Rivera for a reason because he's a big gambler. Like, and he's, and he's, like that's his shtick. So I get it, but hey – you gamble and you lose and it's going to cost your team to win. And that's why bad decision. Yeah. I mean, I don't think have, any of the coach that could have gotten it. No, because I mean, you think about teams that unperformed like Sean McVay, it's not his fault. Jared Goff couldn't hit a fucking water out of a boat. Um, Mike McCarthy, it's not his fault that Zeke Elliott fumbled the ball twice on back-to-back yeah. possessions. I mean, um, Adam, bad teams lost, but his decision just cost him the game more than any other. I mean, Adam Gase, you could nominate him every fucking week, but his team just threw up a goose egg against Miami. But Miami's defense is It could have been Harbaugh if the Ravens blew their lead, but Yeah, I I am okay with that just because for the simple fact that if it's any other year, you're in your one in – I guess it was one in three at the time. Were they they one in four? They're one in five. They're one in five now. So if you're one in four – Going for the win at the end of the game, okay, whatever. But in the way the NFC East is aligned this year, you win that game and you're tied for – actually, you are in the division lead, right? Or have, they haven't played Dallas yet. Yeah, I don't think – doesn't matter. You're tied. For the they're up there. They're in the running. Yeah. Technically, they still are. The technically yeah, I mean, they, they still, still are. are. It's not out of it by any means. So, that's another reason to add to it. Like, the fact that – they just kind of threw it out there. And I guess I, I get going for two at the same time. Say they were playing like a top-tier team just to beat them and knock them off. 
but you're not. You're playing the very, very beatable Giants. Yeah, they could have they gone overtime and won that game. Kyle Allen kind of pulled his head out of his ass a little bit and was playing a little bit better. He played um, very well. 31 yeah. for 42, 280 yards and two touchdowns. He was making some dumb decisions early in the game, though. But, um, by the way, total disclaimer, whenever you said Ron Rivera – I forgot he coached Washington because I still <laughs> thought he coached Carolina. I'm like, I didn't fucking watch the game at all. But then I was like, oh shit, he coaches Washington. So I actually did watch that game because I had money on the Redskins or whoops, the football team. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with that. I like Ron Rivera. I understand the decision, but giving everything where the game was going and the, how the division's going, that one win could cost you a division title at the end of the year. Yep. Because now you look at that division and it's just poopy, which kind of just goes along with how week six was. For me, I didn't get to watch a lot of the games because uh, I was busy on Sunday, but just re- like I was looking at them as they were happening and it looked like a snooze fest. So it was kind of like one of those things where like the first half of the noon games were kind of like meh. And then some, some of the second half games kind of turned up. The Texans-Titans game was fucking a blast to watch. Um, I feel like those games are always fun, though, for whatever reason. Uh, that was a fun they one. They all ended up being close. Yeah. But they, just, like, they shouldn't have been. It was a shitty play is what it was. Yeah, the Colts ended up coming back against the Bengals. and ended up being a fun game to watch. Um, it's always fun to watch the Patriots go down. So I, I enjoyed week six. I'm not saying it was the best. We, weeks one and weeks five definitely stood out for me um, so far this year. But it wasn't a snoozer. But with that being said, like – we're six weeks into this thing. I think there are some teams that are good and some teams that are bad that we didn't expect to be, some teams that are in the playoff hunt that we didn't expect to be. So, like, um, what are some teams right now that you're like, oh, shit, they're in some hot water. You can see there's – or you can see their season taking a turn roll really, really fast. Like, for the worst? Yeah. I mean, there's some teams that I think are did, – I did not expect to be there, which is – the Houston Texans for one, uh, they're one in five. I, I think I had their over on team total wins this year, which obviously is not going to hit at this point. You might as well just tank for the rest of the season, but I did not see them being, well, no, this- why would you tank? Cause we get their first round draft pick. Miami does. That's true. They don't. Yeah. They don't get that pick. Uh, <laughs> if, they tanked, if they tanked, I would love it even more than, uh, but yeah, they were bad. They're really not great. Um, but I think the Patriots, I think so too. Uh, their offense got, I know, I know Denver's defense is pretty good, even though they are banged up, but their offense got completely embarrassed on Sunday versus the Broncos. Yeah. Under 300 under, I'll talk more about them. Um, and, and the generous digest, but under 300 yards of offense, that's never great ever. Um, no matter who you're playing, I don't care if you're playing, the fucking fearsome foursome back in the day, like not getting 300 yards of offense in today's NFL is absolutely atrocious. And on in, in total flip side, the amount of times Cam Newton turned over the ball was even more concerning for them, I think. And then Denver didn't even have 300 yards of offense and won the fucking game. So. Yeah. Uh, another team that I think could be in danger is the Indianapolis Colts. They're four and two, but they have not played like a four and two team. I'll add the Cleveland Browns to that list. Yeah, they're not playing great. I think the Colts are playing worse, though. I mean, the Colts like, to be plus, fair, the, Colts the Browns have, plus have lost 40. two ugly games yeah. to the Ravens and the Steelers. 
Yeah. I'll just say you look at their point differential. The Colts have a plus 42 and the Browns are minus 24. Yeah. I mean, it's just you, the, the Colts have some ugly games. Like they lost to the Jags. They beat, they beat the Jets. Okay. They, the game versus the bears was terrible. It was 1911, but they got, they got beat by the Browns pretty handily and they just almost lost to the Bengals. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, the NFC is what it is. Like, I think the East is garbage and it's going to continue to be garbage. Um, so now some the teams... NFC East, though. <laughs> what? The NFC East is horrible. That's what I'm saying. What... That's what I'm saying. The NFC East is garbage. Oh, the AFC East. So now let's, let's turn the table to some teams that are in a position that you didn't think they'd be in six weeks into the year. And I'm going to go ahead and throw it. Like, we talked about it a lot, but it's Miami Dolphins for sure. Yeah, I mean, we talked about them last week about how they shouldn't be uh, – they're going to start being closer in lines, spreads, uh, and they're going to be in games that a lot of people probably didn't think they would be. Like, they've been in every game that they lost, and they've been dominating teams when they win. Yeah. They're, they're, I tweeted out about it on Monday. The Chiefs actually overtook that spot before the Monday night games last night. By um, one point, I think. It's one point. It is. The yeah. Chiefs have a plus 48 – Differential, the Dolphins have a plus 47. You look at everyone else. What? The the Dolphins are sixth in point differential in the league. Yep, yep. And there's only one team outside of the AFC that's better than them, and that's the Buccaneers Um, because they absolutely throttled the fucking Packers on Sunday. Um, Which the Packers' defense is something to be concerned about, I think. Yeah, um, I thought that the Packers looked absolutely horrible. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what uh, was going on. Not to be alarmed yet. No. Spoiler alert, I do have, a, I do have their game in my pick them later. Not going to tell you what side. But I wouldn't say that it's like, oh, panic time because they got creamed by the Buccaneers in a horrible game. I mean, but you, it is something to be concerned about. Yeah, I mean, something to keep an eye on. I think, I think if anybody, Rodgers is going to bounce back better than ever against a performance like that. Um, rule of note is don't do the Hingle McCringleberry hip thrusts. Um, because when you do three yeah, of them after he did that, he, the Packers offense had 50, like 50 something yards of offense the rest of the game. Yeah. It's, it was bad. It was bad. So it's horrible. I had a lot of money on the Packers and that game just completely pissed me off. Um, one more thing before we move on team that I think is overperforming based on, uh, like what everybody expected is the Detroit Lions. I like the Lions a lot. I think they, I think they, their matchup this weekend against the Falcons. I'll talk more about, but they're 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 playing pretty well. Um, I mean, I think they're running. They're two for, and three. I don't think yeah. many people saw them. No. Even like winning five games. They should be three and two. They had the Bears beat week one if fucking DeAndre Swift didn't drop that touchdown pass. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, and I mean, you look at week two, 
I know they ended up losing by 21, but they were they were up on the Packers big. They're up on the fucking. They're up on the Saints too. Yeah, I mean, they just need to hone it in a little bit on defense uh, and just stay consistent. But Detroit Lions, I could see them stealing some games later on in the year versus some pretty decent teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I will throw out there real quick before we move on. Looking at point differentials, the every team the NFC West has a positive point differential, which is crazy. Um, that division is just stacked from yeah, top to bottom. Ridiculous. Yeah. Every team in the NFC East has a negative point differential. The best one is the Eagles at minus 34. Um, Jeez. And the um, New York Jets. <laughs> Are you ready for this one? I don't even think I want to know. Negative 110. It is a absolute miracle, and I will say this every week. How Adam Gase has not been fired. I mean, what is he seriously? What is he doing to keep his job? Because the the next worst team than the Jets in point differential, granted, minus one fucking ten. The next worst team is the Jaguars at minus fifty six. They are literally getting out. They fifty four points is the closest team in point differential to them. That's two I mean, weeks of football. Their their point differential is gonna if they keep it up it's gonna be almost minus three hundred. That's got to be a record by the end of the season. I mean they are horrible beyond horrible. I don't know what it is, but it's bad. Yeah. Um, the Jets are are might be might this might be the worst team in NFL history. The own sixteen Lions. That's the only other team they got to beat. So ten more games. Jeez. Um, but let's let's get past week six recap and, and shitting on teams and talk about some news that got announced today, specifically about our team. It's two a time in Miami. Uh, kind of threw everybody by surprise how Miami started so good with three and three. Fitz Magic's been playing good. And one of my friends brought it up in the group chat that we're in like, it was kind of shocking uh, why they were going to throw him into the mix so early. But then when you think about it, it all makes sense. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's only good for about six, seven games a year. Then he starts to significantly drop off. And like I said, maybe they're just predicting the future. They have a bye week this week, get two weeks for Tua to officially get thrown into the mix versus the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, and I'm almost wondering if this was the – the plan all along, like because our originally our bye week was week eleven, and then orig, our original schedule after bye week after week eleven, it was like three weeks of like cupcake opponents. Like it was the Jets, somebody else bad, and uh, I think it might have been, fuck, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, like I'm wondering, like the more I thought about today, I'm like, man, was this the plan all along? Like come bye week, two it starts up to the bye week. It seemed very like set up that way on Sunday, though the way that. Fitzpatrick was talking to Tua and they were gelling and having a good time. And Fitzpatrick's just like out there being his normal self. But like, it just seemed, it seemed very planned if you had watched the game. Yeah. Uh, And the fact that they threw him in there at the very end of the game, it's like, Hey, go out there, get a couple passes completed because it's go time in two weeks. I mean, very small sample size, but two passes, he completed them both. The one he rolled out, and looked very mobile. The one he took some pressure right in the face and threw it 
completed to Jakeem Grant, converted our first third down of the day. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. I know Travis has been very skeptical of Tua, but I think he's starting to come around just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. I was not happy. So it's going to be, it's not going to be one of those things where I'm going to be publicly cheering for him because in the back of my head, I think I would get satisfaction knowing that he does bad. That's, but I'm not going to root against my team at the same time. So it is what it is. I don't know how he's going to play. I'm not going to say he's going to be good. I'm not going to say he's going to be bad. I'm just going to try to enjoy it as much as I can. Yeah, I agree with that. And everyone's saying that, oh, his first test is against Aaron Donald and the Rams. Like, they just got fucking mollywhopped by the fucking beat-up 49ers. That team Aaron that- Donald was irrelevant versus yeah. the 49ers on Sunday night. Like, it was bad. He was not there, didn't do anything. And then you look two weeks before, or a week before, and the Miami Dolphins destroyed their offensive line. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that at all. So, that's two real quick. Um, we'll give our thoughts. I guess it'll be not episode 96, but 97, because we have the bye week on kind of a reaction from that. But real quick, before we jump into DeGeneres Digest and give you our picks for the weekend, you know we're big UFC guys. Um, there is a pretty big card this weekend. It's at a weird time. It's in the afternoon on Saturday. And I'm pretty sure the only time this ever happens is whenever Khabib fights. So it is UFC 254. It is a pay-per-view event on Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Um, I believe it's the last one that's planned for a while over there. Um, I, and I think the main card starts at 1 o'clock Central Time. It is 1 o'clock. Uh, and that's just, like, dude, that's just got to kill pay-per-view ratings. Seriously, and you know it's Khabib. The last one they did that that was like that was last October or September when he fought Dustin Poirier over over in Abu Dhabi. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say your two biggest markets are going to be East Coast and West Coast. So 2 o'clock on the East Coast, not that bad, but you're starting at 11 o'clock on the West Coast. Prelims start at 9 a.m. Early prelims start at 8 a.m. It's a good – I mean, it's a good pregame for college football, if you're gonna move, but, like, no one's going to carve out the time in their Saturday to sit down and watch that event. We certainly aren't. We have plans. We might be able to catch the last few yeah, fights it sucks. on Because you got to think that the, the Khabib – let's say, like, I would, I would be interested in the last two to well, three fights. And that's gonna, there, are, there are six fights on the main card, so it's going to last. Yeah, so that's going to be, what, four, 4 o'clock by the time Khabib's fight comes on Central here in Missouri? Yeah kind of sucks i mean that's just the shittiest possible time i would say it would be better if you had the main card start earlier and had the fights around noon, like the main fights around like noon or one but i think well i've always said they've, they've always been the main cards always starting at nine i've always been too late like they need to find like a, a medium and two o'clock or one o'clock's not it so maybe like a 5 p.m. prelims and the 7 p.m. main card is what I've always yeah, well, like, just kind of like how Monday, like Monday night football, Sunday night football is, where a lot of the main things start at seven here central because I feel like yeah. that's kind of neutral. Yeah, seven central time would be a good one. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, we're not going to go blow through the whole main card. There's a few big fights on it. We just wanted to pick. Um, our three favorite bets on the card. Not necessarily favorite. A cup, two of mine are value picks. I hit on those last time, though. Um, so, Travis, uh, actually, we'll before your- that, before that, thoughts because I don't have the Khabib Gaethje fight. I do in mind. Okay, you do. Maybe we can talk about it then. Uh, but three picks. 
I'll go ahead with my first one. No particular order. Um, my first one, I like Robert Whitaker. I do too. To win. Uh, he is actually the underdog. Minus 105 or minus 110, wherever you get it. But he's the underdog in this fight, and I don't really like that for Jared Cannonier. I think Cannonier got a little bit lucky in his last fight versus Jack Herman- Hermanson. Uh, he was bull rushing the whole time, and then Cannonier got uh, uppercut that kind of connected, and it was kind of a weak stoppage, weak win. But Robert Whitaker, he's a more rounded fighter. He can wrestle. He can stand up. You're talking about a dude who beat Yoel Romero twice. Yeah. So I mean, he's, he's Jared. I mean, sorry, Robert Whitaker was the uh, champion for a reason for a while. I mean, I know he had some injuries and had to dodge fights for a while. He lost Adesanya. Adesanya knocked him out. I don't. I would like to see him running back. I think he deserves it for being the champion for as long as he was. Um, that's my personal opinion. So I also like Jared Whitaker. I mean, uh, Robert Whitaker. I keep saying Jared Whitaker. Um, um, Robert Whitaker to win. Jared Cannonier, I think, is kind of um, – He's not bad, but he's I all, think Robert Whitaker is a much better fighter. Yeah, he's all, he, he's all talk, no walk. Um, so I like Whitaker in that, especially at the odds that it is. I will definitely hammer him. Money line straight up, no KO, no like round five victory, whatever. Just straight up money line, minus, one, minus 110, minus 105. Um, since you threw out that one, I'll throw out my next one before I get to my last one, which obviously could be Justin. Um, I like um, Alexander Volkov over Harris, but not Moneyline because like minus 175. I couldn't find the odds for it. I actually like Volkov to knock out uh, Walt Harris. Um, I have Volkov Moneyline just because I think it's even at 170 or 175, it is stupid. Like that's, yeah. I don't think it's going to be that close. Walt Harris is not good. Yeah, shout out Wall Harris. I mean, he's he's gone through a lot. Like his his stepdaughter, it was found. And murdered. that's the thing too. I think he's just in his head. Yeah, like everyone thought he's going to come out after like in his first fight back from that, and got I just it. don't really know if his heart's in it. Yeah, yeah, he got his ass whooped in that fight too. Like it was a first round KO, if I'm not mistaken. And Volkov is no fucking slouch. He has fought John Jones, probably one of John Jones, no, it's Gustafsson. But I mean, he's been a, he's been a light heavyweight title you know, race for as long as I can remember. Um, so whatever, whenever they come out, Volkov by KO, I would imagine it's going to be like 200, 300 plus 200 plus 300, which is a good value. Um, so I, I like that a lot. Uh, what's your second one? Was it, I guess it's that, that, that was my second one. I was just like, I mean, Walt Harris is 13 and eight. He has some bad losses. I think Volkov is just much better. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go ahead one? and do my third one. We have two of the same, which is nice. My third one is a, uh, prelim fight. It is Stefan Struve minus one fifteen. And for those of you who don't know this name, he's been around, he's, he's kind of young, but he's been around a while. Stefan Struve, seven foot tall. Yeah, he has just under like by a half inch a one foot reach advantage <laughs> over the guy he's fighting, which is uh, Tai Tuivasa. I'm sure I butchered the fuck out of that name. But the this Tui Vasa guy's lost three fights in his career. They've been the last three. Stefan Struve has lost four of his last five. So neither of them are fighting well. But how can you bet against the guy who's seven foot tall? 
Yeah, dude, Stefan Struve is a, is a, if you've been following UFC and MMA for a while, like he's been around for as long as I can remember. Um, well, he's only 32 one. years old. I know, but he's been around for forever. Like he's got probably a lot of fights in his belt. Yeah, he's been, he's been fighting since 2005. Yeah. Uh, he, the dude at seven foot tall has 18 submission wins. Yeah, I mean, you try to fucking wrangle in that gangly motherfucker. Like, meanwhile, uh, Tai Tuivasa, not a ground wrestler. I think no matter what way you look at it, you have a foot long reach standing up. You're good on the ground. Minus 115. That's pretty good odds for me. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, we'll probably tail that one. Uh, my last one, I had to do it. I had to pick the main event, Justin Gaethje, the, the highlight, which, by the way, is a badass fucking nickname. Um, yeah, I want to t- talk about how stupid Khabib's nickname is. Yeah, the Eagle. The Eagle. Like, what? I don't know if that's like something. It has to, do, it has to be something. Yeah, it has to be something with his heritage and shit like that. Um, I mean, I'm dumb for it. I, I will. I will bet it. I bet. I bet Poirier against Khabib. I bet Connor against Khabib, and I will bet Justin Gaethje against Khabib. It's not going to win. It's a value chase. If of all value chases, he's plus two fifty five. I might even go because, like, I don't think he's going to last five rounds. Whenever the odds come out, I might do him by knockout. It's probably like plus twelve hundred or something. I mean, that's like the only way that he'll win. He'll exactly. Win. Exactly. So it's a value chase upon value chase. Khabib will finish his career 30-0 probably because that's what he wants to get to. This will be his 29th career fight. But I don't think – like, Connor could have beat Khabib, but I don't think he was, like, really in the right headspace then. Justin Gaethje seems like a man on a mission, and he fucking picked apart Tony Ferguson. And he said something this week that I think is kind of telling. He goes, Tony likes getting hit. Like, he enjoys getting hit. He goes, Khabib doesn't. So when Khabib catches me – when Khabib catches, catches one of these fists, I don't think he's going to be ready for it. And Justin, I think, is going to be much more aware of being taken down than what Connor was. Connor's like, fuck it. Try to take me down. I'm going to try to defend it. I don't think Justin's even going to give him a shot. I think it's going to be a, a good fight. I'm kind of pumped for it. If anything, no matter where I'm at on Saturday, I'm probably going to pull it up on my phone and watch it. I'll pay 60 bucks just to watch that, just to watch that fight. Um, but it's not going to happen. But if you want to dabble, Justin yeah. Gage, you knock out. <laughs> I just I can't I could not even bring myself. I think that the odds are too close. I think they should be higher. I think so too. Connor Uh, was like plus four hundred. Yeah, I don't think it should be this close. I mean, I was thinking about. I was like, yeah, poor like Gaethje has a shot. And then I looked at it like the dude honestly really had doesn't have very many impressive wins. Tony Ferguson that fight I feel like was just kind of weird in its own because it was late. Uh, but other than that, like he beat Donald Cerrone. He's old. He's been getting beat by everybody. And Edson Barboza. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. 
Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. That's really it. He lost to Poirier, Poirier, who lost to Khabib. He got knocked out by Poirier, who lost to Khabib. And if you want to go back to another to a third degree, uh, Poirier got knocked out by McGregor. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, it, don't honest. Think. Okay, we agree. It's probably not going to happen. Value bet by KO is probably like plus twelve hundred or some shit like that. These are not going to go on our records. I just wanted to throw them out there. But is there a roster, a guy, a fighter on the roster right now that could that could be Khabib? I don't think so. I just think that any t- like no matter who you put, I don't, one, I don't think there's a wrestler better than him. No. So the dude wrestled fucking bears when he was a child. So, trained. And this is it. Like McGregor is very well-rounded. He couldn't beat him. So then you, you're going to throw Gaethje at him. who's probably one of, if not the best strikers in the UFC. If he can't beat him, then nobody can. That's my thing. If, if Gaethje can't catch him with a, with a punch and knock him out, Khabib is, is just going to take him down and grind it out there. Well, I, I, I don't like the guy, but his striking has only gotten better. I mean, he knocked McGregor down in their fight. Um, he pretty much bloodied up Poirier to get him on the ground and then choked. Like, that's his thing. Like, his striking has improved. He gets his guys on the ground and he chokes them out. Like, that's just how he does it. I, so. Yeah, and that's how I, I – if you want – I don't know what the odds are, but they're probably not even that great. Probably like minus 150 or 200, but could be by submission. Yep. It's probably going to be the best way to go here. Yeah, very true, very true. So that's UC 254. That happens on Saturday afternoon, unfortunately. But let's take a break. We're on to Degenerous Digest, and we'll see you then. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because, A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, the Generous Digest time. We already talked about it. If you're not tailing us, you're, you're, you don't like money, apparently. Um, so go ahead and do that, even though... We're probably going to talk ourselves up and then have a. One I don't know, man. We've been, we've been doing it for we've been talking ourselves up for a couple of weeks, but you just got to know eventually we're going to have an off week again. Um, hopefully, it's not as bad as an off week as we expect. Even week three wasn't even terrible when we lost money. Um, but for us to be up thirty-one units this year and some change, like if you're betting a hundred dollars, that's thirty-one hundred dollars in your pocket, which is insane. Like that's a lot of people's. You know, that's probably that's like almost two, three mortgage payments for me. So, um, we will uh, hopefully keep it keep it up and keep it rolling. So Thursday night, I'll yeah. go and roll into it. Um, Thursday night game this week, it's not great. Um, you got the Giants at the Eagles. Um, the Eagles are four point favorites, and the over under is forty three and a half. <clears throat> Travis, what are you leaning here? I was leaning the over but I don't trust Giants offense to put up enough points. So I am taking the Eagles at minus four, doing two units on it. If it were like closer to like six or seven where they had to win by a touchdown, I wouldn't really like it. But fours, I think too low. I don't think the Eagles are that bad. 
they put up a respectable amount of points the last two weeks versus the Ravens and the Steelers, who both have pretty solid defenses. It's also in Philly. So I'm going to ride with the Eagles. Also, I mean, you're looking at it from a Philadelphia standpoint. They're not out of the division, so. Yeah. No, I mean, that's also what I did. I did Eagles minus four at three units. Um, this game stinks, but, you know, so did the Giants. Uh, they barely beat a Washington team last week who has the worst offense in the league in terms of yards per game. They shouldn't have beat them. We already talked about that. Yeah. The Giants are the second worst team, second worst offensive team in the league in terms of yards per game. Um, and I just think the Eagles are much better than the record indicates. Travis just alluded to it. Um, they hung tough with the Steelers and hung tough with the Ravens, who are both probably going to be AFC title contenders this year. Um, I think I would lock in this line when you guys hear this on Wednesday, as soon as you can, because it's going to move. I think it's so low right now. I'm probably going to lock it in tonight on Tuesday. Um, but I think it's so low right now because Zach Ertz and Miles Sanders aren't playing officially. And I think a lot of people are, you know, kind of overreacting to that. I don't think it really matters that much. So. Zach Ertz hasn't done much. I know Miles Sanders is like pretty high on the rushing leaders, but that's only because he's popped off a couple of big runs. Yeah, Dallas Goddard can easily replace, replace Zach Ertz, if not to this week long term. Yeah, I know Miles Sanders is going to be hard to replace, but I don't think he's going to be the difference in them losing to the Giants. Yeah, uh, I I see this line closing around like five, five and a half, but no more. So if you can get it I, at four, just an extra bonus. I would also feel comfortable with that at five, five and a half. I'm going to do three units on it, by the way. So cool. Let's roll it. Uh, Sunday night, we've got Bucks at Raiders. Bucks three point favorites on the road. Over-under is 53 and a half. Uh, I don't like anything. I feel like this game could hit all four lines. <clears throat> but I'm rolling with the under of 53 and a half. Me too. Really? I'm only, yep. I'm only doing one unit on it, though. I'm doing two. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident in this one, I think. Fairly I, confident. I was, but the more I looked at it, the Raiders' defense can give up a lot of points. Um, I think it'll be a close game, which is why I'm doing the under. And for it to be a close game, I feel like the Raiders' defense is going to need to step up a little bit because the Bucks' D is pretty solid. Yeah, I think if the Raiders can eliminate Godwin and um, – is Evans going to be out again this week? I have no idea. I haven't looked. If they can but, limit their – if they can if, – if, I think if you're the Raiders, you're okay with the Bucks beating you on the ground. Ronald Jones has been good so far, but if, you could, if that's all the Bucks can do – you can take the ball out of Tom Brady's hands, take the ball out of, out of the passing game. I think they're going to be okay with that. I think that's what they're going to have to do. And that bodes well for the under because that means the Bucks will control the clock. Running the ball eats up clock like no other. And I think on the other side of the ball, they saw, the Raiders saw what the Bucks defense did to the Packers last weekend by picking off Rodgers twice. They're going to try to keep it on the ground. They have a very good running back in Josh Jacobs. So I think it's going to be a very, very run-heavy game, which means a lot of time ticking which is good for the under. Yeah. The only thing that worries me is if the Raiders try to go on the ground too much, the Bucks have the, like, I think the best run defense in the league. They have the, around 64 rushing yeah. yards a game. So a lot of three it, outs yeah. could scare me. Yeah. A lot of three outs are scary, but if you look at their yards per game, they're the best in the league overall. They're only on 280, 282 yards per game, which I think also bodes well for the under. Cause I could very well see this one. Like, like you said, it could be close, but I could also see him blowing them out like they did the Packers last weekend. Yeah, which either way could could be good, could be get bad. Might see some garbage time points 
to be close for an over there, but I uh, I like it. We both like the under. We both like the Eagles. Let's roll into the last primetime game. Bears at Rams. Rams are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home, and the over-under is 46. I am taking the Rams minus five-and-a-half. Got conflicting picks here. Yeah, I, I'm doing two units on it. I think the Bears finally have the game where it's like everyone's waiting for them to, to drop one. They're not that good. They're not that good. This is the one that they show out where they're not that good. The Rams are coming off a loss, and against when they're coming off a loss, they're 9-6-1 and one against the spread under Sean McVay. It is at home in their brand-new stadium. I think they have to win this game to keep up with the Cardinals and the Seahawks for the division. Fuck even the Niners, man. Yeah, I mean, the Niners are on their tail, so I just don't see them losing at home, playing the Bears, who are complete phonies, even though they're 5-1. and one. I'm still going to say they're phonies because they are. So. Okay. I'm actually going to do the Bears at plus 5.5. I'm not as confident in this one as Travis. Travis put two units. I'm only doing a unit and a half um, from my end. Um, I think the Rams kind of proved the team. Like at the beginning of the year, you and I did not think the Rams were going to be a top five team. And last week they kind of showed their cards that they weren't, uh, you know, and they struggle against good, even decent defenses. And the bears are allowing under 20 points per game. The Rams have had an issue with not having a lead back. I think that's hurt them a lot. I think the absence of Todd Gurley is really going to hurt the Rams going down the stretch. Um, and the Bears can zero in on their passing game. And if you can put pressure on Goff and force him to win the game for you, that's going to bode problems. We saw what he did last week with that issue, which is why I'm leaning the Bears plus five and a half. Yeah, it's just, I mean, when you look at the Bears' offense, I just don't think they have enough to get it done. Like, the Rams were gashed by George Kittle and the 49ers' ground game. The Bears don't have either of those. No, you're right. So, I think that's why I want to lean the under there. I want to lean the under, but I just couldn't do it. It's too low. Yeah, I feel you. So let's move on into our upset of the week. Uh, And I love mine this week. Mine is Sunday, Sunday afternoon at 325. It is the 49ers at the Patriots. Jared, I think he's got the same one. Yes, I do. 49ers plus 120. Doing a unit on it. I won my upset of the week last week. Thank you, Memphis. Uh, actually, thanks UCF for hooking that field goal to win it. 49ers, though. Pat's offense, we already talked about how they were exposed last week versus Denver. Uh, and San Francisco, they've, they look good coming off a beatdown from Miami. Uh, I just see George Kittle picking apart this depleted linebacking core of the Patriots. Yeah, that was my big reason. I also have the Niners – I had him at plus 125. Guess I moved to plus 120. Wherever it's at, lock it in when you hear this because it's going to move, I, I think, um, drastically. I don't think it's going to move in favor of the 49ers in Foxborough. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Patriots come up that loss. Um, I put a unit and a half on my upset of the week this week on the Niners. They looked much healthier last week. Um, they battered the Rams' defense. Like We already said the Pats looked flat on offense last week. But what was interesting to me, they had a tough time. Noah Fan didn't play. They had a tough time with a rookie tight end by the name of Albert Okaway Boonam out of the University of Missouri, um, our, our alma mater. So I think Kittle is going to fucking tear them up. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I and I I just also Jimmy G's coming back to Foxborough. When has that happened yet? That's where he played at. 
um, underneath Bill Belichick. So, yeah, I don't know. Could be – it's a big game, big revenge game. Um, for those of you who didn't or did not watch the Monday night game, listen for this man's name uh, this upcoming Sunday. Fred Warner is going to cause problems for Cam Newton. I feel like he's going to really limit Cam Newton's ground game. Uh, I know they like to run that read option. He is so fast getting to the edge, getting to the ball carrier. I think he's going to have a big game too. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. So that's our upset of the week. Lock of the week. Let's get to it. What is your lock of the week? Doing it again. Can't let me down twice Sunday at noon. Packers minus three and a half at the Texans. Uh, I don't really know how much explaining needs to be done. Aaron Rodgers damn well knows that he cannot come out like he did last week. He was a front runner for MVP, had a horrible game in a dome this weekend. Houston Texans defense is not good. Um, I just don't really know how much more explaining I need to do. Uh, maybe look at the over of this game, but it's 56 and a half. I just think there's no way the Packers drop two in a row. Uh, three and a half seems pretty easy to cover. So yeah, I said a quick Google search on Aaron Rodgers' record um, coming off a loss, but obviously that shit's never – I should start keeping track of this stat, of this shit on my own website because I can never find it. But I'm sure it's really good. He always seems to fire it up. I like that pick a lot. I have that pick. No, I don't. Um, I thought I did, but I don't. Um, I also I was leaning the over in that one as well, but I did I didn't throw it on there. That's one of my alternate picks in case one of my shit gets taken away. Looking at you, fucking Cincinnati, um, last weekend. Um, like that well, one. I'm like you don't have that, but you had thought about adding. It. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like if one of my picks is taken away because of COVID, that's going to be an alternate line for me. That's probably gotcha. The over in that game. Well, um, my so if they let me down two weeks in a row, I already got the tweet drafted. Packers. That's not great. Packers. Frauds. You already said it last week, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I don't think my, I said it completely, but I was thinking it. Lo, lo, my lock of the week is going to be a 3 o'clock game, a 3.05 kick, Seattle at Arizona. I'm not leaning the spread. I'm going to do the over a 56 and a half. I'm going to do three units on this game. I mean, do like kind of like Travis is like, do I need to explain a lot? These two offenses are absolutely humming. But I just – I got to say how fun it was to watch Kyler Murray in that offense last night in Monday Night Football. Like all Except of the – fact that Kyler Murray kind of looked stupid up until the third quarter. Yeah, but all of his – all those design runs, it's more probably Cliff Kingsbury than anybody. Those design runs for Kyler Murray are so deceptive, and I think it's going to eat the Seahawks alive. On the flip side of the ball, because the Seahawks still have statistically the worst defense in the NFL, on the other side of the ball, Seattle is – you know, number one offense in the league. Um, and I can see them giving the Arizona, if Andy, if Zeke and Andy Dalton. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. 
so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Didn't turn the ball over uh, combined four times. That game would have been much closer and the Cowboys would have scored much more points, I think. So the points are going to be at a premium. Over, over 56 and a half, uh, Seattle, Arizona, three units. If this were a noon game, I wouldn't bet on it and I would enjoy watching it. But for the fact that like there's always only three or four afternoon games, I always like betting on most of them. I'm probably going to and probably hate myself for it. But, I mean, see, uh, Cardinals plus three and a half or money line here at home is not bad with how uh, the Seahawks secondary is. Yeah, I'm staying away from games that don't have my slate, though, and that's not my slate. So That's the thing, too. But we'll, we'll probably more than likely end up putting something on or throwing it in a parlay or a teaser somewhere. But I don't mind that pick. We're going to go into our five additional picks as usual. Mine are in uh, order of how they happen throughout the weekend. I think Jared's I are too. I can well, I, I can give them to you that way, but yeah, yeah, my, that's how I'm gonna do mine. Uh, so we're gonna start off first Saturday at 11 a.m. We have Georgia Southern at number 25 Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina's ranked. I know the, sh- the Chanticleers, the Shants, baby. Yeah, uh, not taking the spread here. Over under 52, and I'm taking the over of 52 for two units. Um, Georgia State rushes for, or Georgia State, Georgia Southern rushes for 281 yards per game. Coastal Carolina has one of the worst rushing defenses in the country. I think points are going to be put up at a premium here. Uh, I don't think it's going to be hard for either team to score. 52 seems very, very reasonable uh, for a college game, not to mention two kind of lower end conference colleges. So I think 52 is very happenable. Don't mind that at all. I looked at the spread because I like the Chanticleers a lot. I almost put, had them in my slate last weekend to upset Louisiana Lafayette, which they fucking did. I do think this could be a game that Coastal Carolina loses though. At 4-0, Georgia Southern's 3-1. and Their run game is bananas. Yeah. We'll see. When is that game, you said? Saturday at 11. Okay. My first game is also Saturday 11. It is number 23, North Carolina State at number 14, UNC. I almost picked this. You want to hear the dumb fucking spread? This is why is UNC? 17. Why are they 17-point favorites? I'm going North Carolina State. Because North, I looked at it and really like North Carolina State, but I think it's because UNC's defense is very good. Okay, that's fine. This just seems too big of a spread for a matchup between two ranked teams. Uh, both of which only have one loss on the year. And this year, UNC's 2-2 two and two against the spread. North Carolina State's 4-1. and one. I, mean, I, I, don't, I can't – like, if that doesn't convince you to take it, I, I don't know what else will. Yeah, it seems very, very fishy. You lock it in early because that's going to move, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, if you set it at 17, I don't see it moving a whole lot. I mean, I don't think that – I don't know. I think – I guess I, I feel comfortable with it at 17. If it gets down to 14, I don't. Yeah, That's all. I still might. Yeah, well, I like it. North Carolina um, State plus 17 against UNC, two units on that game. All right. I like that, too. I literally thought about picking that, but didn't because all these college games could go either way. My next game, Saturday at noon, so an hour later, it is Southern Miss at Liberty. 
Liberty is 10-point favorites at home, and that's who I'm taking. Hugh Freeze and the Liberty Flames are 5-0. and I liked them from the beginning of the season when I picked their freaking Western Kentucky game when they're 14-point underdogs. Uh, Southern Miss is 1-3. and They aren't that good of a team. Liberty has a great defense. They allow 269 yards a game. Their offense is putting up 458 yards and 34 points a game. Give me Liberty. I don't care that it's 10 points. Uh, it's about time I start getting out of my comfort zone and taking a double-digit uh, spread. Okay. I know Liberty's been playing balling out. They beat Syracuse um, last weekend, which isn't really, I guess, an accomplishment because they fucking suck ass. They're 45-point dogs against Clemson this weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a huge win, but when you look – I'm just. Well, I mean, they're a small time – yeah. Look what, what Southern Miss has done. I mean, they lost to Tulane 66-24 to two weeks ago. Which is crazy. Totally off topic. But I was watching the Dolphins game on Sunday. They obviously played the, the Jets with Frank Gore as a running back. Him and his yeah. son have a competition of who ends the year with the most rushing yards or some shit like that. They have that's to, fun. That's, like, that's how much, much of a baller Frank Gore is. Like, your son's in college. You're competing against him. So, um, well, like son that, only has 208 rushing yards, so he's probably close. Yeah, very true. My next pick is going to be um, Saturday at 3 p.m. Travis, you and I were just talking about talking about this before we started recording. It's Kentucky at Missouri. Um, not touching the spread, although I'll lean Mizzou. Uh, the over-under is 47 points. That just seems super low for a team in Missouri that just put up, I think it was 42 or 45 against LSU. I know LSU's defense is atrocious, but come on, man. Like, Kentucky's defense is not that good. I think Connor Basilic is going to start coming into his own. That was his first full game as a starter. I can see this one. I, You know what? I'm going to go out and go on a bold prediction. This overhits before the fourth quarter. I mean, I can see that. Like, Mississippi State, their offense has shown problems. That's why they, they only scored two points. And Tennessee finally came to what Tennessee usually does. Other than that, I mean – Ole Miss put up 42 points on them. Auburn put up 29 points on them. Uh, they're going to put up points. It's in in Missouri at Faroe Field. I have this pick on my slate too, two units. This over this over-under is just way too low. Yeah. Mine's also three units, by the way. I'm that confident in it. So, All right. Uh, you don't have to worry about the units. We will put these picks out on Thursday afternoon regardless. But – I'm going to roll into my uh, technically eighth pick since Jarrett already said my other one. It is Saturday at 2.30, so 30 minutes before the game we just talked about. It is number eight, Penn State at Indiana. Penn State is six and a half point favorites. Time out, time out. You're going to bet on a, on a Big Ten game without any Big Ten games being played. Yep, and that's when there's not a lot to go off of. It's first week of Big Ten football. But Penn State last year, they were 11-2. and two. They're returning their quarterback uh, who had a very good year. I don't think it should be a problem because Indiana has is just average. I mean, six and a half points, ranked number they're, – they're ranked number eight in the country for a reason, right? That's kind of kind of my thought process on it. So a one-touchdown game, I'll, I'll take them for the risk. They no longer have Trace McSorley, though. Have you seen that TikTok sensation? Said, oh, yeah, I have. But – uh. Hey, Trace McSorley, all mater. Another reason to pick Penn State. There you go. Best quarterback in the league. Um, 
my my last college game before I give you two additional NFL games. Um, I'm putting them on my slate this week. Fully prepared. They're they're gonna you're, they're gonna get kicked off again like they did last week. Um, it's Saturday at 8 p.m. Late one. Number nine Cincinnati Bearcats at number 16 SMU. Not touching the spread. The over under is 56 and a half, and I'm gonna hit the over of 56 and a half. Two units on that. SMU scored 30 plus points in every single game this season. And for watching their defense last Friday night, I have no doubt that since you will be able to put up some points, I see this being a very fun one to watch. I see points at a premium over 56 and a half in Cincy at SMU Saturday night. All right. Don't mind that. Uh, since you are technically a pick ahead of me now, uh, go ahead and give your NFL pick and I'll give my last one. All right. I have two more NFL picks. First one, um, there's another over under. I got Dallas at Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team on Sunday at noon. The over under is 46 and a half. I'm picking the over of 46. Nope. Josh point under. Let me tell you why. Two units on the over. Dallas's defense can't stop a damn thing. They're allowing nearly 36 points per game on defense. You even said that Kyle Allen looked better on Sunday towards the end of the game. I think you will continue to do that. Terry McLaurin is a fucking problem. They can't stop the run. I see Antonio, Antonio Gibson getting to go. On the other side of the ball, I see Dallas wanting to avenge themselves. Zeke's going to have a big game. Um, he turned the ball over twice. I want to see him avenge himself. I think Andy Dalton didn't play bad. The Dallas Cowboys had a lot of drops. I think this one's going to be in the 50s, close to 60s, honestly. So over 46 unit, over 46 and a half. I'm sorry, over 46, two units, Dallas and Washington. Yeah, that's a bold statement. With Ze- I mean, Zeke is Zeke. I get that the Giants running back aren't nearly as good but the Washington football team's defensive line is very good and I'm pretty sure every single person on the Cowboys offensive line is hurt right now they are Uh, and Daniel Jones was the leading rusher in that game last week (laughs) so could be a problem but don't hate it uh it's a gamble that's what we're doing yep my Sunday pick is at noon it is the Browns at the Bengals Browns are minus three, and I'm putting two units on them. I mean, I don't know why this line's so close. Maybe because they just got blown out. But if you don't recall, on the Thursday night game, beginning of the season, the Browns put the smack down on the Bengals. They were up like 13 points, uh, ended up winning by five. It's not going to be a problem. Browns coming back. They know they need to win. Can't go to four and three. Cincinnati. There's nothing special. I think Miles Garrett is going to, again, bully the Bengals' offensive line. Okay. I'm, I'll am i tell you just for the sake of telling you because that's what I've been doing on all of our picks. I don't love that pick. I will say that. I just – I think the Bengals are bound to win a game we don't expect them to. Um, and the Browns can always be the Browns. So, um, I mean, they've already won a game. Yes. Yeah, and true. they've tied one. So, they're, that's their luck for the season. They're done now. Yeah, you. Uh, they had their chance. They had their chance last week, and they blew it. They did. They did blow it. Um, their defense is shit. Um, I'm gonna lead into my pick, and you probably won't like it, just like I didn't like your last one. It's Lions to Falcons Sunday at noon, and the spread's two and a half, and I'm going Falcons minus two and a half. Mm, the Lions were almost my upset of the week. I'm doing two units on the Falcons. I think the Falcons last week, though, you didn't watch them. They finally showed they could be the team we all thought they could without Dan Quinn. They scored 40-plus points. They forced three turnovers. They controlled the ball. Time of possession was 40-20 to 20 for in favor of the Falcons, 40 minutes, 20 minutes, which is insane. 
I think they can do the same thing on Sunday uh, to, to a Lions team that's just been meh, and they struggle to keep teams out of the end zone. They're allowing 28 points per game. I think the Falcons, Julio Jones finally came back. Calvin Ridley's turning it up. Hayden Hurst is being a stud. They're, they're getting Todd Gurley involved a lot more. I think it spells bad news for the Lions, so I'm taking the Falcons minus two and a half at two units. Yeah, their offense looks deadly. They just haven't, putting, haven't been able to put anything together. But to be fair, the Vikings suck ass. Mike Zimmer's next. Gaser Zimmer, one of the two. <laughs> to be fair, the Vikings are horrible. And the Falcon, I mean, this is the thing with the Falcons. <clears throat> if, they don't, if they don't get it going and get in their offensive rhythm early, they're done for. Yeah. Because their defense is so bad. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's literally it. They've allowed over 20 points in every single game. They've allowed over 30 points in four games. And they've allowed over 40 points in two games. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, so, they're, they're not great. If, they're, if their offense doesn't get in the rhythm, they're screwed. To be fair, the Falcons were my lock of the week one week, and they fucked me over, so I think it needs karma back on my side, which is why another reason why I did them minus two and a half. That's what it is. We'll go with that. Yeah. But big weekend. Hopefully, we can have some, a little bit more exciting football. Uh, UFC on Saturday so if you're not watching college football maybe you can take a break uh, tune into that other than that big week ahead of us no fantasy stuff again this week maybe we'll pick back up on that next week uh, should knock on wood no more games get cancelled but that's about it for an episode Miles Garrett 95 yeah you guys take it easy gamble happily and win some money peace out peace Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 